you hear the sound? Death and rebirth. And as the old ways die, this podcast shall be reborn. Folks, I only break it out in special occasions, and this is indeed a special occasion. Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another extremely exciting episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the wren to my stimpy, the happy happy to my joy joy, the flower to my bumblebee, Mr. Drew Celestino. So if you're Bumblebee, does that make me Goldbug? No. Oh. The song. The lyrics from the song, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy. Oh. Like a flower, man, and a Bumblebee. I got I gotcha. I knew I was, that part. I was part. doing a I whole running Stimpy thing I didn't know, there. I didn't know all the right? lyrics. But it doesn't matter, Drew, because... I know the lo- the lyrics to Log. That it's, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's better than bad, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's better and bad and good is me being here physically in person it's 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 immortal it is oh drew this is like things are are kind of the same they're a little different this is no things are better (laughs) think this is like a hundred percent better well yeah we're not fighting lag and technical issues we're not fighting lag we're not fighting technical issues i'm not gonna sound like garbage i can see you we can play off each other better like we used to oh this is folks I know we haven't really gone away per se. We we take a, we took a little break. We took a little break to enjoy our new vaccinated selves per game, se. Game night is back. Game night. So is recording back. night became game night again. <laughs> yeah, recording night became game night again. We just kind of looked at each other like we miss the people, we love the people, but we want a game for a couple. We haven't weeks. done this in a while. We haven't while. done this in a long time. So um, game game nights have been back. We are both vaccinated. Um, I am so. So happy to be back here in the 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 proper home of the Devil's Due podcast, Cobra Island Studios. The ever ever evolving, ever well, ever evolving, never completed Cobra Island. There's Studios. there's a futon now. <laughs> there is, and the and in front of it is a TV stand that will uh, be host to that Giganto CRT behind you. I did see the Giganto CRT. And then next to that, I'm going to go and buy a modestly you modestly priced used uh, LCD, LED, something. A, a, you know. Just something. W, uh, WGTJD TV. We'll get the job done. Sure. Doesn't have to be great, but just something I can sure. throw on down here with yep. uh, some video games and the whatnot, so that's coming, but I did manage to paint all the doors and the trim and uh, hang some posters on the walls, finally. I'm going to get this wall done as well with the comic booky stuff over there, um, and then I'm going to do behind me, which this is an audio medium, so everyone's like, what is he talking about? But yeah. behind me, as like Carl can see, uh, I am ordering hexagonal sound uh, dampening uh, tiles that I'm going to mount on this wall behind me. I, and over I, here. I was going to say that wall behind you looks like a good guitar hanging wall. No, no, I, I, I could theoretically do it, but uh, that's more work, and I'm just, I, I'm, in, I'm in minimal phase here. So. <laughs> we're, we're in stealth work mode. Um, I noticed up there you have uh, a, uh, a snake eyes figure. I sure do. 
He's still in the box. He is still in the box. That way nothing gets lost. Yeah, take it out, Drew. Let it breathe. Um, Let it live. He's mint in the box. <laughs> Never been opened. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, if, I, if I quote uh, Toy Story 1 through 3, often now it's because Grant uh, watches Toy Story and uh, Star Wars, the original trilogy, of course, on repeat, on repeat uh, all day, yes. every day. And with Star Wars, it's actually cool, but it's also getting a little annoying because he's at the phase now in the last like couple weeks where it it's not even Star Wars now. It's strictly the Walker scenes. Yep. So, Walkers, Daddy, yep. Walkers, put Walkers on. And then if I don't do it right away, put Walkers on! <laughs> I got... Uh, and then, it's, then, then we have to get discerning because it's either Walkers on or Daddy, Grass Walkers on, which means... Jedi. Jedi. Yep. So I have the timestamps when these scenes begin uh, in in my head now. So I have to seared. I, I have into to the know psyche. so I can get it on immediately. Um, it's fun, but it's also like I said, I I love the original trilogy to death. Yes. But I'm 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 going down avenues of critique and observations that I've never <laughs> even imagined. When you have to see it time and time and time again, fine, it's fine. But I think uh, we we had our we had our. You can go back and li- and listen to our Star Wars uh, episodes, um, which were fun. I I would actually almost want to redo them now that I'm just like <laughs> so baked in Star Wars right now. But it's like you know, I really, really, really wish the originals were available somehow, like the original, yeah. you know, unedited, unedited versions. Um, I can live with a lot of the stuff in A New Hope, but not all of it. Um, but this is this is we've been over this before. But man, Jedi, J- Jedi just Je- uh, what up? Which is funny. Because Jedi is the one that had the least changes to it. But oh, but <laughs> she got it where it counts, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Jedi rocks. Far too many times in the last uh, little while, and let me tell you, every time it yeah. gets, every time Jedi I Rocks is bad, grinds the movie to a halt. Jedi Rocks, it, even even as a kid seeing them in theaters, I was like, this is this is bad. Yes, this is this, is, and, and you know what? Those came out before Episode One. Yes, we should have known. It was a warning. Yeah, we should have. But <laughs> we, it was a shot across the bow, as it were. We wanted new Star Wars so desperately, we did. but anyway. Um, yeah, we're back down here. We are so back. It's, it's I'm, great. I'll get it cleaned. I'll get it yeah, better. It's fine. I got a place to sit. I got, you know, I got a place to plug in my headphones. I got a microphone to speak into. I don't need anything else. Although I will say, Drew, maybe it's the fact that it's a Wednesday night, not our normal Friday night. That's a little um, weird. Thank you to the NBA for making this possible. Because <laughs> normally on Wednesday nights, we're, we're all Dynamite. watching Dynamite. Um but the NBA playoffs going on, pushing Dynamite to Friday night. So Friday at ten. Ooh, well, we'll have a chance. We'll be able to get a game or two in, and well, then well, that's fine. watch Dynamite. And then we got a pay per view Sunday. Ooh, yeah, sweet, sweet oh. pay per view. So, folks, um, we're really happy to be back. We're glad you're listening to us. Um, depending on when this is posted, ah, uh, I'll see what I can do. All right. <laughs> soon um so yeah we're just we're just gonna chill out we're gonna have fun tonight we're gonna you know a little bit format mostly probably not i don't know because we've been gone 
like our last episode the post was like what a month ago about a take? month yeah obviously a lot a of stuff more. has happened in the past month we're not going to cover it all um but to stand on some ceremony yes we've kind of gone over our weeks kind of more or less unless there's anything you want to add i would just add um a, a quick psa you and i are here now yes uh because we got the vaccine Yes. I would just like to go ahead and advise everyone, um, implore, uh, get, get the vaccine. Get, get the vaccine. Yeah, get vaccine, the vaccine. Vaccines work. They are safe. And they have done wonders for uh, human civilization in the last 200 years. Get the vaccine. Yeah. If you don't want to listen to us, listen to Dolly Parton. <laughs> I, I would listen to Dolly Parton. We as a species don't deserve Dolly Parton, but yet we have her. Um. If you have legitimate reasons why you cannot, I totally yeah, understand. No judgment. But if you're on the fence and, you know. If you're if you're perfectly capable to get the vaccine, I, please get it. I would just say please. Because yeah. the sooner you do, we're all going to be back to whatever again. And if you don't like the fact that we're talking about that, there's plenty other podcasts out there. I'm sure there are. Thanks for stopping by. The YouTube algorithm will will give you what you want. Yes. So anyway, that's all I want to say. I, I, we we, we want to yeah, yeah. We want to see all y'all again. So so not only do we want to see all y'all again, we want to hear from all y'all again. Yes. Now, now that doesn't require a vaccine. It does not require a vaccine. It just requires an email account. And sure I did put out the bad signal earlier today. I'm not gonna lie, folks. I'm a little disappointed at the response. Well. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. Um, we did get one email. Cool. Nothing cool. from cool. Alan or Jay. That's but, fine. But both of them got a lot going on in their lives right now. They do. They totally do. Totally understandable. But never to be left out of conversation, Mr. Cyrus Moore. Hey, all right. Sent us an email. Greetings, gentlemen. Hope you are well and well rested from your show vacation. <laughs> Drew's very tired at the moment. Long story, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've been missed. Well, thank you. I've missed being here. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I want to talk about as I'm currently suffering from SPED, S-P-E-D, severe post-expanse depression. I, I've, I have a cure for that, but go and, on. Well, hold on a second. In the time we last spoke, I easily caught up with the show and then... Since I've done, since I've dove into this world head first, listened to all eight books. Oh my God, he's ahead of me! Oh my, <laughs> oh God! Now waiting for book number nine due out November in November. Yeah, gah. <laughs> anyway, can't wait for the next season and the yeah. next books. Yeah. Such great IP. I even bought the board game. I just found out there was a board game. I, did not know there was a... Do you know who makes it? I don't. That okay. I do not know. And taking a close look at the RPG. I have heard about that as well. All right. I saw the schematics to the Rosinante in the RPG on the internet, and I said, oh, that's what it looks like in the book. <laughs> I absolutely dive headfirst into anything new that I thoroughly enjoy like that. What's something either of you might have done the same thing with? Well, so the expanse, obviously. the expanse aside for you, what, what IPs or new things have we dove head first into, mm. um, historically or just in the last little while? I, I would say historically. 
Mm, so something that maybe I was late to the party on then got all in on. It doesn't necessarily. I just like something that you know when it when you when, it when you your, found it, you, you went it full tilt into it. Yeah. Um. Ugh. So many of the things that I'm into, I've I've, I've loved for so so long that yeah. it, um, <laughs> that's tough. That's 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 a tough one. Um, for whatever reason, the things that keep coming to mind for me are like things I was late on, but then once I did the dive, it was like I was right. all in. So to that end, I would I guess like Mass Effect. I think like I I didn't play the first game. Okay. Um friend of mine bought me two for christmas right and even two at that time was like on you know the greatest hits version or whatever you know it was it was on sale he's like dude it's awesome trust trust me it's awesome but i hadn't played the first one and i was like well i i have to play the first one i can't play the second without playing the first one yeah so uh a different friend had played it and said oh yeah you have to play this so (laughs) i i took his recommendation as gospel and Played Mass Effect One, and from that minute forward, I was a thousand percent into that universe until three. But we we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> anyway. Looking forward to playing Legendary Edition until three. Anyway, right. that's that's one example, and the other, uh, not um, games or anything or TV. Um, now and now that I say that, some TV shows are coming to mind. So give me a second. Yeah. Uh, I was way late, way, way, way late to the party on uh, listening to a band called Typo Negative. Um, Peter Steele, the front man, died in 2010. Okay. Uh, I got into them long after that, even having grown up in the era when they were active. And I have regrets. I should have gotten into that band long, long ago. So I, I'm, I, I'm now, a, a, what I'd say, a, I'm a Typo Negative fan, but there will never be another Typo Negative. So... Late to the party, but um, I got I got in and I went all in. I got into it very quickly and burned very bright, very hot. Gotcha. TV. That now that I said that, um, I also was late to the party on Breaking Bad. And then once I got into it, done. I'm all in. Give me more. Inject inject it into my veins, please and thank you. All right. Better Call Saul, same, but same universe. So that's it goes without saying that that's all kind of there. Um, Battlestar Galactica kind of the same thing i was not into it during it's like i was into it while it was on if i recall but i didn't get into it until like the the last season was starting or something like that yeah and i got into it at that point and lost as well i wasn't a season one lost guy i got into that later i was binging on netflix i did get caught up with lost um when it like in the last couple of seasons i could watch them live on television and uh, in both of those cases, Battlestar and Lost, ooh, ooh, did not stick the land. <laughs> and how? And how? I wouldn't say I regret those things <laughs> because the I love ride how you said you couldn't think of anything. You've given us like eleven. I know it. It all came. I'm I'm exhausted, man. It's, <laughs> this is the stream of consciousness right now. Um. I don't regret watching Battlestar Galactica or or Lost. I mean, when when they're good, they're good. Yeah, but they definitely have a cutoff point. I think they just kind of go like, you know what? Don't even don't write don't don't write it out to the end. Yeah, 
not Penny's boat, turn it off. <laughs> Don't watch it again. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> For a show that ended like 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. Anyway. How about you? All right. Uh, for me, two things come to mind. Uh, one is probably X-Wing. Um, the game came out in 2012. And it was always something I noticed, like, when I'd be at Barnes & Noble or something. Because that preceded even me getting into board games. Um, and then just kind of, like, seeing more and more of it and seeing little videos of it here and there looked interesting. And... Then once I got into it, I got all all the way into it. Um, met a, met a you know got hooked up with a great community of players, and it's been kind of all in from there on out. Uh, the other one, more recently, probably more of a product of like the pandemic and lockdown, is uh, coffee brewing. Yes, you are. Um, you are way into that. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, it's just something where like, it's one of those things where you're, I like a skill that I can never completely learn where I can constantly be in a state of improving and learning and doing different things with it. And to, to an extent I get that with X-Wing, but also with, uh, with coffee brewing has been very, uh, it's very different than what I would normally dive into with something like that. Um, just kind of like learning different brewing methods and why different things taste the way they do, you know, things about different regions where different beans are grown and just like, you know, being able to make a good cup of coffee and being like, okay, do I stop here? Is this how I always make this? Or do I try something else? <laughs> see if it can be better. And there's, there's a, I've noticed that there's a distinct difference between better and different and different being like the same being brewed with different methods is going to have a different flavor to it. So it's all just kind of like finding what you like and whatnot. But yeah, that's, um, yeah. Coffee brewing has been, Really enjoyable. All right. As I've I've brought the supplies over here on game nights. Hey, the supplies are welcome because the coffee's fantastic. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. That is a mighty fine cup. All right, folks. As always, we love to hear from you. If you would like to communicate with us, tell us uh, tell us your thoughts. Give us some questions, some topics to discuss on the show. You can find us following social media locations. You can like our Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can well, follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. True. That being said, we're going to throw a little something new at the wall today. All right. See if it Will sticks. It stick? Okay. You know, last time we had a show where we didn't have any emails, I, you know, I want to try some new things, different fun things. Last show we did where we didn't have emails, I, I asked you some questions, mm. some, some deep, deep philosophical questions. Um, but for this time, um, I have a top five list for you, Drew. Oh, man. Okay. Now, no, no. This is not one that you have to do. It's one that... so. Some time ago on Facebook, just for 
poops and chuckles, um, I did what I called the duty top five list. Okay. So I would take a topic, I would, you know, decide what my top five things were going to be. And each day I posted a new one with like the picture of whatever it was, whatever topic was and description of why it was in the top five. You would be surprised to find that doing that constantly is not as easy as it sounds. I'm terrible at ranking things, so I understand completely. Yeah. So, but I thought we'll dust it off for the show. Okay. I approve of this. All right. So I'm going to do a duty top five list. And folks, if you want me to do a top five list on a topic, send us the topic. And I'll do the top five. Drew can react and give (laughs) feedback. And, you know, we'll see if you you all like this, let us know. If you don't like it, hey, let us know. All right. So, Drew, this top five list is one that I've done before that I revisited. It is the top five entertainment brands. Okay. So... This, the entrance in these, in this list are chosen for their reliable quality, their excellence of product. Um, it has to be in the field of entertainment. Granted, that it's is a, the broad. big tent. You know, we're covering pretty much anything we talk about on the show, comics, games, uh, film, television, entertainment. Also, okay. the brand of entertainment. Ice Capades. <laughs> Ice Capades. All right. So, top five entertainment brands. Number five, and this one was uh, one that I wanted to have some form of board game representation on here. And this is a brand that um, I just finally gotten around to playing a new game I had from them this past Sunday, my friend Adam's house. Um, This is a board game company called Red Raven Games. Mm. Uh, This company, the games that you would be familiar with that they've made are Rome, uh, which we played in our first game night back, Um, Islebound, which we played before. A couple other ones, the one that I played Sunday night, I will definitely be bringing to one of our game nights because I think you would all really like. Um, But the, the founder head of Red Raven Games is a gentleman called Ryan Lockett, who is the designer, the artist, the producer of all the Red Raven Games. Now, people have tried to do this previously in the board game industry, and he is the only one that does it well. Hmm. Um, The world he creates, the experience in the board games he creates are fantastic, and there's only been one game of theirs that I played that I haven't been really crazy about. That was Klondike Rush. I remember that one. Yeah, we played it. I wasn't 100% crazy about it. I'd be willing to try it again. But other than that, every game I've played from them has been fantastic. Some noticeable games from them. Um, Islebound, City of Iron, The Ancient World. Uh, probably the, their most famous one is Above and Below. And then the sequel game, Near and Far. And then Empires of the Void, 1 and 2. Um, trying to think, uh, the, Their most recent release is a legacy game called Sleeping Gods, which I just picked up. It's a very big, hefty box. Uh, so yeah, Red Raven Games. Yeah. Number five. Number four, Image Comics. Mm. Image Comics is 
and I've, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've heard me say this before, and I'll continue to say it until they prove me otherwise. Image Comics is now what Marvel Comics was in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Fearless and creative. Like, there, you would be, if you're willing to put in the effort to find something, or if you would just pick up a random number one um, of a title with the image comics imprint on it. The, there is a level of quality there that is not found in any other comics brand. It may not be a story for you and that's fine. Not every story is for everyone, but the structure and quality of the story is probably pretty high given the freedom that image gives its creators. Image doesn't own anything it publishes and notice i say publish and not produce because they're essentially just publishers unlike marvel and dc which produce and create and also publish um obviously we're all familiar with the beginning of image comics in the 90s where they were you know all the hot artists and writers of the I, time i keep meaning to watch that documentary on amazon I keep oh it's great is it, it I, gotta, is great. I have to it's really about good. the time for that um and, you know, the 90s boom of collecting and what Image originally started out as and to what they are today, obviously some noticeable, notable Image titles, obviously The Walking Dead, um, Paper Girls is coming out with a TV show. The best comic book produced, hands down, in the past, how long is it running? Five, six years, Saga. I miss Saga. I, I really, saga I, I, I fear, I fear the hiatus might be indefinite, but we'll see. Anyway, it'll, yeah, we'll get back. Saga, saga's tremendous, um, invincible. Yeah, uh, uh, anything, anything that they publish by by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> anything criminal, especially. Like if you if you want to get into comic books and you are not beholden to superhero mythology, um, image is where you want to look. Yeah, yeah. I would I'd back that. Okay, All cool. Right. Number three, Marvel Studios. Uh, I mean, okay. their their work speaks for itself. Um, it's At number been, three, I might I'm I'm hella curious about two and uh, the one and two. So I I don't think you will be able to three. to argue with the number two and number one. Okay, um, but they're the top three where they deserve to be. Yeah, top three. Um, since two thousand eight, they have redefined. Um, the movie going experience, they have shown that you can tell a cohesive story throughout multiple titles and multiple, uh, films and just, I mean, obviously we, we love Marvel studios here and now they're doing it on television and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, our, we'll put a cap on Falcon and winter soldier, uh, later on in this show. I'm not even sure if we got around to finishing off WandaVision. I, I, we did. I, we we did? finished oh, okay. WandaVision. Okay, cool. We never like fully started Falcon okay. and Winter Soldier. Um, so yeah, Marvel Studios, number three. Number two, Nintendo. Okay, okay. Um, you know, and Drew and I have had plenty of debates and discussions on the show over Nintendo. Um, on the show and in chats and in person. And, you know, I am always 
willing to point out Nintendo's flaws. Not to say that Drew isn't. Um, I'm always more quick to point them out than Drew is. But for pure Nintendo products, pound for pound, nobody makes better video games than Nintendo. Nintendo games are the best video games on the market, and they have been so for since games have video games have been a thing and you 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 are you are riling some people up right now but i back you 100 percent. i mean you know if for for a nintendo game i'm talking like you know your marios your zeldas your metroids for a nintendo game something that's completely made by nintendo um you know there there's no accounting for different tastes obviously you know People who grew up with classic Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild may not be their thing, and that's fine. But you can't argue the quality of the product, even if it's not your cup of tea. Even even their their failures, their missteps, are still far and away above most other things out on the market. I will put the asterisk there, Virtual Boy with the exception of, um, but yeah, I mean, as, as much as I like, you can, you can go by the old tropes, third party support, you yeah, know, yeah, not yeah. current technology. And you know what? Those are valid points. They are, you can't, they're, you can't dispute the validity of those points, but for the product they produce that they put their name on, the systems, uh, for the most part, uh, but the games, mostly, pound for pound, best stuff on the market. I I have no argument with any of that. They their game. I, I've I've probably said it before on this show, and I'll say it again now. Uh, there's something about a Nintendo game when I fire it up. I don't have to sit through ten loading screens of logos of companies that are that whose technology is in the game and then wait longer to get to a menu that allows me to do something and then start new game or load game and then wait longer. You fire up a Nintendo game, you are greeted with like press start, press a to start immediately. There, I there is one exception. The, to the level of immersion is, is I like, and I guess that's what it is. It's, it's an immersive. It's like they bring you into it right away. And what's your exception? Uh, Splatoon. Ah, I want to see. You know, when you start that up, gotta go through the whole Inklings old talk show thing. Even that though is immersed in the game. It is, but it still takes longer than I would like it to. That's fine, but it's still when every other game is exactly what you're describing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plug but it, it in, turn the power on. But it's not a go. series of logos. It's not a series of logos, Those, that, but it's still, I'm, I'm it over. still I'm, takes. That's fine, but it takes long. I hear you. I'm just. I'm over. But I'm, I mean, I'm over credit screens. I'm over logo logo splashes. Get me to the game, that's please. The what Nintendo can do that because they're the only one making the game. True. You know, True. other companies, you got to give, got to give people their due. Put it in the credits <laughs> where it belongs. There's no guarantee that the, every player is going to reach those credits. Quitters. <laughs> Nintendo, solid number two. I like it. Okay, number one. 
Pixar Studios. Go on. Name a time where you were not like even a quote unquote bad Pixar movie was not entertaining on some level. Like there is there is a magic to Pixar films that has not been seen since the original Star Wars. That's I think I'm 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 letting my franchise blinders rankle me on this a little bit, but you're, you're probably the, right. Probably, you're probably the fact right. that you've been exposed to nonstop Pixar. No, no, no. Like, well, no, I, I stand by the toy story one through three yeah. are, are unimpeachable. Um, four, but even four, it's not that you never said that it was bad. It's your, it's, your biggest gripe was that it didn't need to exist, which I fully agree. It probably doesn't need to exist. I get angry at it each time I actually have seen it, but, but it's existence <laughs> does not necessarily quantify it as bad bad i i think it does real harm actually <laughs> to, to, the, to the franchise but fair enough um i can't, no, i know the point you're making and they they reliably make their their bar their their internal bar of what they allow to be made and to be released is very high yeah um i just there's some of it's just not for me like the car stuff don't care well see the car thing care. is very like a lot of their stuff it has appeal on two levels it has like a broad general appeal and then it has more of a in-depth niche appeal to it sure cars has the broad appeal in that kids like cars yeah kids like cars kids like you know inanimate objects that talk there's a niche appeal to it you know myself having grown up um in a NASCAR household and going to Ransomville Speedway a lot. Um, obviously, you can say what you will about that culture, and a lot of those points are valid. I'm not going to, you know, dispute a lot of them. But there is something that is unquestionably American about, and I say this in, the, in a positive way. I know that, you know. There's a lot of stuff going on right now, and I'm not about to to glorify things, but there's something unquestionably American about auto racing. Um, you know, we gave the world the automobile. It's one of the the few Amer- purely American inventions. Um, and like, especially Cars Three, is a love letter to like not. Not so much NASCAR and big racing as a whole, but like small town racetracks like Ransomville Speedway, where we live out here, where my father went every Friday night. Um, there's there's something to that 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 speaks to me, and that's like what Cars Three is one of my my favorite Pixar films because of that background. I understand that it's not for everybody, but like you know, Toy Story, especially like Toy Story Two, there's that thing that's there for the collectors. And that kind of like shows them, you know, yeah, there's a good thing and there's a bad thing to it. You know, films like Up and Soul that are like deeply emotionally moving speak to multiple generations at the same time. And that's really hard to do. That's hard. It's, it's not that it's hard to do. It's hard to do effectively. 
Like when you look at a film like Up, you know, you've hooked the kids because, again, talking thing that's not supposed to talk. <laughs> uh, kids are easy. Just make something that is not supposed to talk, talk. You got them. Um, you know, you got the, the dog and the kid for the kids, and then you have the perception of this life lived by the man, the old man. I forget his name. So do I, but um, I still cry every time I watch the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If you don't cry at the beginning of that movie, you have no soul. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, so, but yeah, like every Pixar movie, there's that, you know, chance, there's a very good chance that it's going to speak to you on some deep emotional level. Like soul very much spoke to you because you are a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think if you actually sat down and watched cars and try to like put you know, cultural biases aside, you would see themes that maybe you don't necessarily relate to, but you understand and kind of see how they're executing them well. And that's kind of like why Pixar is number one on the list, is that they can put a message in almost any package and make that message work within that package so effectively that you just don't see that from most other films being done today. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, that's good pick. Good top three. All right. Didn't agree with the uh, five and four, huh? Um, I have nothing to say about the, the game manufacturer. Yeah, yeah. Um, was number four again? Image. Image. Among the comic publishers, I was, I totally would agree with that, that choice. Yeah. They're they're the most reliable. Now keep in mind what the list was: top five most reliable. Yeah, brands. Yep, yep. No, that's totally fair. Yeah. All right, so folks, that's cool. the top five list. Hope All right, you enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. Um, if you want me to do another top five list, write me and give me a topic. Uh, preferably write me prior to the show. Yeah, give, give the man some prep time, like give, Batman. Yeah, give me a little bit of prep time. All right, so. Obviously, a lot of stuff has gone on in the past month. Like I said, we're not going to cover all of it, but there are some things we are going to cover. Uh, first thing out, uh, speaking of Marvel Studios, we got our first look at Eternals. Yeah. Drew, I don't know anything about the Eternals. Uh, um, most people don't. I know they're, I know they're gods. Kind of-ish. They're, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. I didn't know anything about a talking raccoon and a talking tree that's, going into that. That's what we're all banking on. Yeah. I mean, I something in Eternals looks different. I think that's the one thing we, we both kind of came to at first is that it looks different. It doesn't look like the typical Marvel fair, which... Well, at least in the Tita trailer, the thing that looks different about it isn't necessarily the character designs or the costuming. That yeah, looks very yeah. on brand for Marvel. Right. Almost to a fault. And I say that because if you if you you know, we don't know most people don't know these characters at all. I barely know them. Yeah. I read like the uh John Romita Jr. Neil Gaiman Eternals like fifteen years ago, and I don't remember a thing about yeah. it. So I'm not going to pretend to be an ex. She was an Avenger at some point. Yeah, and Black Knight's in the movie too, and so was he, and he had a robot horse. Okay. And he wore a leather jacket. Like Bravestar? 
kind of like Brave Star, except it was more of a jet ski horse, not really a 30-30 horse. Aww. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's, let's get on that Brave Star revival, somebody. Um, anyway. Uh, Give Netflix time. That seems to be their wheelhouse. We can lately. talk about that if you want later on, too. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, the costuming and all that. Yeah. So, dare I say, it runs a real risk of looking very... Let's, let's just say Netflix-y. Yeah, I mean... However... Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Strictly from a costume aesthetic of people we don't know perspective. Right. The thing that I remarked to you and that we we all kind of picked up on in the trailer, though, was like what makes it different. It has a much more uh, historical epic look and feel yes. to it than anything else Marvel has done ever. Right. But more so than even like Thor. Like, yeah. you know, Thor was fantasy, but mm-hmm. it wasn't historical. It, the, the scope was, let's face it, the scope was Asgard and a, a, a small set in the desert somewhere. Yeah. For the first Thor movie. Um, so Eternals looks big, grand, and, you know, given the nature of time that they're looking to explore, epic, you know, yeah. big, epic, sprawling story take, taking place over centuries. And they have an Oscar winner directing this thing. So, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what this, I, we, they have, they have all the credit, yep. Marvel Go do Marvel things. Show me. Yeah. Um, from the few things that I've been able to learn of the Eternals in the short time between the the teaser and now, um, this seems to be taking the cosmic sphere of the Marvel Cinematic Universe up a notch or two. Yeah. As so, if it wasn't already pretty out there yeah i think well you know what when you think about it it was out there in that it existed and we knew about it but the scale within was still relatively small sure like with guardians of the galaxy and like everything with thanos that was still as far as the stories they told were still relatively small scale these characters being introduced seems to take that up a notch. And I think a benefit of that, um, and this, this idea, I can't take full credit for. I heard this on another podcast and I just, I, you know, it was something I kind of glommed onto. The benefit of that is that it makes things that are potentially coming down the line more feasible as far as cosmic scale go in a world where the Eternals exist, it's more, you don't have to go as far to explain things like, you know, the Phoenix force, Mm. things like Galactus, things like, you know, the power cosmic and the silver surfer, things like Franklin Richards. Well, he's a mutant. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. So now we can say that word now. We're, we're kind of, I don't want, I don't want to say Eternals is just being used to lay groundwork for things like that 
because Marvel doesn't do that. They don't just use things to lay groundwork. Laying groundwork is a benefit of telling a good story. Laying groundwork for future things is one of the benefits of telling a good story, which, I mean, that's all I want out of this film. First and foremost, is just tell me a good story. Sure. I don't need it. My need for things to connect and things to lead to other things blatantly has decreased significantly over the past six to seven months. Sure. I'm so done with, is this going to lead to this? Is this going to lead to this? Is this, is this character going to show up here? Is this character going to show up here? Yeah. Folks just, uh, enjoy the ride. Enjoy the flipping ride. Yeah. yeah Will yeah. you please? Yeah. Just the, the, the WandaVision stuff got the WandaVision stuff, the even stuff with Falcon and the winter soldier. Was there stuff there? There was some stuff there. Cause like, one of the places they went to on the gate, there was an X on it. Oh, okay. And to <laughs> okay. be fair, to be fair, the X was very X-Men-ish. In I its totally missed that. Yeah. So, but like, oh, gee, folks, we're going to get there. You know what it is? This is a perfect example of it. And I'm going to try very hard not to sound like, get off my lawny about this, but there's, you know, you obviously you go down a YouTube rabbit hole. You never know what you're going to find. Mm-hmm. There was this, this really fun video of a segment from the Jimmy Fallon tonight show where he had you two busking in a New York city, New York city subway. And they were all disguised. They were all in disguise and everything. So like people didn't know that it was you two. But at some point, obviously the big reveal was done and U2 is being U2. Bono, in the conversation for one of the great front men's of all time, is singing directly to a fan less than five feet away from them. And the person's recording it on their cell phone. Put the cell phone down. <laughs> We're too busy documenting the moment and not living the moment. Because, folks, I got news for you. That document of the moment is never going to be as good as the moment in and of itself. And part of that moment is the ride and the journey of getting there. So, folks, mutants are going to get here. (laughs) Don't worry. But what if they don't? The Fantastic Four is going to get here. Don't worry. We just recently got two amazing stories. One about dealing with trauma and another one about dealing with legacy and race. And if you're missing the point of those stories because you're looking for a mutant, then you're just missing the point of storytelling as a whole. But that being said, kind of back to my original point, I think Eternals opens up that cosmic sphere more for bigger things to come in. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Next news item. It was announced, uh, earlier today. I think it was your late yesterday, earlier, earlier today. Um, Amazon is acquiring MGM studios. 
Um, this was more or less inevitable that someone was going to acquire MGM studios. Uh, they had gone through bankruptcy once before and were in very, very bad shape. And then that was before the pandemic. Um, from what I understand, they've been trying to, uh, shop the latest bond film around to people. And apparently the asking price was just too high. They so we'll, were, I, guess, I guess they were trying to make everything back on it. And they're like, mm, not during a pandemic. You're not going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get the new car price for your, you know, your demo vehicle. Um, so obviously there's, there's a lot going into this. We had talked about it in our chat earlier today. I think it's a move that makes sense. Um, Amazon, while they are creating a lot of content, they don't have a huge content library per se, the likes of which, you know, Disney, uh, Netflix, um, you know, Peacock, things like that. A lot of these have pre-built content libraries in them that they can offer along with their new offerings. And Amazon didn't have that. And as more and more streaming services are popping up more and more is being taken from other streaming services that previously were kind of mainstays on there. Um, so it was kind of inevitable. I obviously there's, you know, the point that I know that you're going to make about, you know, corporate buying too much. It's not, it's not a valid point, but, Another thing that can be said, you know, it's not, it's a company that's used to being involved in media content and producing and distributing media content. Unlike a certain cell phone company that just bought a thing to have a thing looking at you, AT&T. So yeah, um, hopefully we will see the new James Bond movie sometime soon. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, oh, uh, it, it just feels like we're, all, all these companies are just going to cannibalize each other until there's one omni-consumer product. Ah, yeah, there's there's one there. big megacorp that just owns everything. Um, I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense for the reasons you laid out. It, it can make sense and still not be good at the same time. Um, but whatever. We'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I have yeah. no real stake in it. You have, no, I don't, you have no dog in the race. Not really, but I do feel like these big companies just keep getting bigger, and I I don't know. That's not a good thing. Like there needs to be, we need we need more players in the game. Um, but this is just this is the level that these companies have risen to, where they can just afford. They're too big to fail. They can afford to just you know gobble everything up and bit it back out. Well, I think you know uh, it's it's also. It's also not unheard of, like when you look back at the beginnings of the film and television industry. No, it's certainly not. Yeah, there were not many companies out there. And then there went through a time of, you know, radical growth. And with anything like that, with growth, there's going to come like a, a retraction at some point of pulling back. And that's kind of like you look at the, the early and mid 90s, the indie film explosion. Right. And led to a lot of new studios out there and whatnot. 
and that that's great. And that's like a lot of creative content out there. Um, but now we're starting to see that as they are unable to sustain themselves, they're not just going away, leaving these things in some sort of nebulous, you know, rights to be determined vacuum. They are being picked up by yes, bigger companies that, you know, are, you know, big, bad corporate, whatever you want to take from that. Um, but I think the benefit is as like the stuff isn't going away. No, it's, it will be available yeah, it's, until the it's big available. bad company decides they don't want it to be. And that's the, you know, the, well, let's think about art is that art is never the, the availability of it may be plentiful or maybe scarce, but it's never gone away. It's never completely gone. Um, so, I mean, the art still exists. It does. It's, just it's like, fine. I, I, it's, it's still accessible, and it's just like the box that's being kept in is a little bit different. And I get your points. I'm not saying your points are not valid. I, I also, I'm just, I'm kind of cynical about, like, everything. Uh, no, but, like, uh, yeah, I'm looking at all the stuff that's coming out lately and being greenlit and announced, and all I see across the board is just streaming companies grabbing anything that they have with a name and they're going to crank out a new version of it. And I know it's not going to be very good. <laughs> Almost, but it, we are in content generation phase. Doesn't matter if the content's good. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's good at all. It's content. It's just, it's content. Yeah. Oh, no, great. you're not wrong. And you, that's my fear. You are not wrong. This but is just the cycle. I, like just today, Carl. Did you see what got announced today? Uh, I don't want. Evil Dead 4. Okay. AT&T slash HBO Max is doing a ser- or a mo- uh, a- a Evil Dead 4. Um, Bruce Campbell released a statement in the announcement, but he has not been cast. Uh, so it's like... Do we need Evil Dead 4? Or is that just a brand name in horror that people have latched onto and they know we could sell that? Well, I think that is a separate problem because that was a problem before the streaming war started. Sure. Like rebooting, but the, but, remaking, but nothing it's, new getting made. But, it's the same thing, though. These companies, are, they're, yeah, they just want to no. buy stuff that you know so they can yeah. sell it again. You're not wrong. And as like equal criticism can be levied at that practice as there is you know, saying it's just a good business practice. There's valid points on both sides. Um, art, art, art and business have a tenuous relationship. If you're doing it for the, just the business sake, I don't, you know, it's, it's a codependent relationship. One needs the other. Um, art doesn't need business. Art, art's going to exist regardless. Yeah. But then who's going to see it? People will still, um, see, people still see art. <laughs> not if anyone like doesn't open art galleries or, movie theaters or star television stations. It's people are going to create regardless of a corporation telling them they can or cannot create it. It's so people painted on cave walls for a reason, Carl, people are going to make stuff. I know, but you know how many people see that doesn't matter. I don't care. Business helps to distribute that. But no, what I'm saying is like your point is not invalid. You know, a lot of stuff, air finger quotes, stuff is being made for the purpose of making the, things but at the same time a lot of good quality things are also being made by these companies as well now granted 
they usually don't always get the same buzz as the stuff and you have to look a little hard to find it, but it's still being made. And like, it's, you know, it's up to you as the consumer to seek that out. How can I seek it out if I don't know what it is? (laughs) Well, I mean, the reason we know the stuff is getting made is because we frequent sites and, you know, feeds that tell us that stuff is getting made. You know, if we were frequenting different sites and different feeds, we would probably hear about the other stuff. You know, there's... I I would say that these big content generating behemoths, as we know them now, should maybe spend a little more time pumping up that new stuff that we don't know about. Spend your advertising dollars on on that stuff instead of saying, hey, look, He-Man's back. Great. Well... He-Man pays for the good stuff. Does he, though? That's the thing. Like, everyone poo-poos, like, Marvel for, you know, driving all the little films out of theaters. You know? Those little films get to be made because Marvel makes the money they make. They call Mm. it a tentpole for a reason. Well, I mean, Marvel's not making those films, so I'm not not quite so sure how true that is, but okay. So... All right, last thing we have as far as news goes, um, it was announced that, speaking of stuff being made, (laughs) um, we're getting new uh, Batman and Superman animated shows. Ah. Um, So. Again. The the super. Remember? Yeah, starting with the. Listen, I, I am not going to say that nostalgia is not a cash incentive cow for these companies, because it totally is. Um, the Superman show, just starting with that, I can't remember if any like names were involved as far as who's making it and whatnot. I don't recall anything. It's, it's a younger Superman, younger Lois Lane seems very, it seems much more youth oriented, which not for nothing. And it's a conversation that we're going to have here on the show at some point, but I'm okay with that, given how Superman's being portrayed in pretty much everything else. Yeah, you know, the kids is, need a good Superman. Superman's going to be a hero. I'm on board with this. Yeah. So they've released only one still from it, and it's it's a pseudo. It's kind of like the modern American um, animation style, where it's very heavily anime influenced. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how the actual animation looks. Um, the other one that was announced was Batman the Cape Crusader. And then they named three names involved with it. Bruce Tim, Batman Royalty, one of the founding fathers and architects of Batman the Animated Series, still to this day probably the best incarnation of the character, including the comics. Matt Reeves. We like pretty much everything Matt Reeves has done up to this point. Obviously, the Batman delayed because of the pandemic or whatnot first trailer i'm i'm very i don't know I'm, what to, i have, I'm, honestly I'm have no an, idea what to yeah, make of it i'm in a very interesting place with batman right now and that like i <laughs> but you finally the place i've been for the last decade where it's just like i'm kind of, I'm kind of over batman for a little it's while not that, it's not that i'm over batman i'm just kind of over modern batman take that for what you will but matt reeves Great. So we got two good names. Then we get that third name, Drew. That third name that once inspired hope, but now just inspires fear-inducing cringes, and that is J.J. Abrams. 
He's involved in that? Yes. The Batman show? Yes. Oh. Why? I, I Why? don't. What's his stake here? What's, get out of here. I don't know. Oh, man. Like, he's well, just. He's I hope just, you weren't planning on having an ending to this series. <laughs> Did you see what he said? I, I hope you weren't planning. Jerk. Yeah. Because he's not. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah. Um. So, we got a production still. And it they seem to be going like golden age Batman. Bigger ears. Now, to be fair. Don't like it. Justice League animated went a little bit in that direction. Not as much as this seems to be going. But, you know, Bruce Tim being attached to it buys a lot of credit. It does. Let's see how they spend the credit. Yeah. I think don't. I guess don't go into it. Don't thinking go you're into get, it. Yeah, don't go into it thinking this is going to be Batman the animated series again. Right. Batman the animated series happened. It's done. It exists. It's great. You can go watch it through any number of sources, and we would highly encourage you to go watch it. Yes. This will be something new, something different, um, and hopefully something good. Because when Batman, I is want good, good things. Batman is great. Sure, sure. Um, and Batman animated series, for the most part, since Batman the animated series, have not been bad. Like, there was, you know, obviously I've talked about Batman the Brave and the Bold on the show. Yeah, you like that one. an amazing show. What about that one CG one? Was that any good? That was kind of like the one not... Not great. Gotcha. Okay. One. I saw like, but the funny thing is like, they still tried to do their own thing in that they use like a lot of the Morrison, Batman and Robin characters, Mm. villains, Professor Pig and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. And that was the first time you saw those characters in animation and whatnot. So they tried to do their own thing and I give them full credit for that. Didn't a hundred percent work and that's fine. Got to try something new every once in a while. Um, there was the Batman, which I just started watching with William. Which one was that? It was a younger Batman, early career Batman. Um, I think I'm getting that mixed up with the CG one. Yeah, you're getting, you might be, because the CG one, I believe, was Beware the Batman. Yes, that's the one. And then there's the Batman. They have no, I can't even, I can't even picture it. So yeah, I must have um, I must have blanked on that one. Yeah, I'll I'll bring up a picture. But it's not it was not bad. Like I remember that was on huh, was that on like my late college years, early post college when that first came out. Yeah, it was it had some moments. Well, um, we'll see. AT and T certainly wants you to uh you know they want you to buy in. They know nostalgia is a hell of a drug. So Well AT and T has Nothing to do with it anymore. Because they... You didn't see this? Oh, they still do, right? No. They still own it all. Uh Uh-uh, no. They sold it to Discovery. Uh, I thought they kind of merged. I thought they they bought Discovery. No. No, no. Other way around. AT&T divulged themselves of Warner Media. So Warner Media is no longer, from my understanding, Warner Media is no longer part of AT and T. 
oh, I don't know. I think this. I think it's just a new little underling company that AT T still owns. Yeah, no, maybe it's under new ownership, or maybe under new control rather. But AT T still owns that stuff. That was the Batman. Okay, I now that I see this, yeah. the picture, I remember it. All right, but anyway. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the news. Obviously, yeah, we know there's other stuff going on, but we just want to predominantly just kind of hang out and talk. Drew, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. uh let's put a cap oh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. on uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, there there is something that. Um, recent Star Wars and recent Marvel have both done that I really like how they're doing it. They're taking an established concept, trope, what have you, applying their brands to it and making it work. You know, Mandalorian is a Western. More or less, yeah. Uh, WandaVision is a story about trauma and trauma recovery. You know, um, like I mentioned to you, I've been watching the bad batch, which is essentially just the a team, but with star Wars. Um, and they've been doing a lot of that. Like even, even in the films, making the films about something, not just superhero fair, science fiction fair for the sake of spectacle. There's a core storytelling element to these things that is sometimes easy to detect because it's right there on the surface. Sometimes you got to kind of dig for it a little bit. WandaVision, you had to dig a little bit. Falcon Winter Soldier put it much more on the surface. This is very much a story about legacy complicated legacies um not only of characters but of countries and about race and in in a world we live in now where these things have to be addressed and we we have to start to become you know real about reconciling our our history as a nation you know being able to divorce the philosophies we were founded on with the practices that we were built on. Those are two very different things. Um, and this is a story that confronts a lot of that in a masterful way. And Zemo <coughs> dancing. Z- Zemo uh, is the highlight of the whole thing for me. <laughs> Zemo, Not to discredit anything that you just said, but um, yeah. I do. I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. I do, and it does put a lot of that stuff on uh, front and center. Yeah, but I also feel I also feel like it. it I'm, my reaction to it actually after watching all the six episodes. Yeah, needed more. Anyway, <laughs> well, um, may or may not we're getting yeah, another yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like it muddled some of those messages a little bit. Like it, it presented it, and it didn't kind of follow through on all of it very well. I mean, it, it it's there. It, yeah. so, some, some parts are very much, you can't miss them. If you right. did, you're blind, but they, I or feel like ignorant. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, 
Twitter. Although if you're ignorant, you're probably not watching the show. Or you are and you're complaining about it. Yeah. Which people do, unfortunately. Uh, anyway, uh, it, I feel like it just could have been a little... It could have said more and more and more and in more concrete terms. There's a lot. There's a lot of kind of platitudey, wants to have it both ways kind of things at, at times. I and I'm struggling to point to specific things. Yeah. I watched this a month ago. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it could have threaded the needle better. I think that it's difficult to strike a balance between story and message sometimes. Like you, you have a story that you have to execute. Yeah, and the message that you're trying to convey in that story is equally as important. But the story's like the mode of transportation. And yeah, if the story's not moving forward and moving on to new things. The message is going to get lost in the momentum. I guess one thing I brushed up against is uh, the the and I'm air quoting yeah. the bad guys. Their end goal was actually like. No, no, they're right. You good guys are, are wrong. <laughs> well, that's kind of like, you like know, for... clearly. But then, oh, oops, they, they did a murder thing, so now they're bad guys. Yeah. Which, okay, but they're, they're, they're talking about billions of people that have been displaced, and they're trying to help them, and the world is, like, kind of screwing them over? Yeah. Like, no, no, the bad guys are right here. It's, <laughs> it's something that, you know... Obviously, there's it all goes back to like the old Marvel villain problem. Yeah, a little like bit. Quotes. But is is it a problem or is it that these villains don't fall into the neat boxes we think a villain should fall into? One thing that Marvel has done exceedingly well, especially in like the back half of their their films, is the villain with a point. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, Killmonger. Killmonger, Loki, Thanos. Yeah. You know, you may disagree with the method, but their point is not invalid. You know, and the point of the Flag Smashers also is not invalid. Um, but then again, from the perspective of the, the government's, you know, and I'm not supporting what the governments were doing, but if you put that situation, you know, it's kind of going to be like the situation we've been in for the past year. A lot of times there's no right answer and we've never dealt with something like this. So we don't know how to, so we're just kind of writing the playbook as we go, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. throw an idea against the wall, see what sticks, you know. Granted, a lot of things that what the governments were doing were probably easy solutions, not good solutions. And sure. That's what the flag smashers were, were going up against, you know, and the, the reinvention of the character of Zemo between, um, uh, civil war and this, they turned him into the comic book version and didn't even like, like not, not, not the verbatim comic book yeah. version, but like. And he's just, he's getting on a private jet after they spring him from jail. He's like, didn't I tell you I'm rich? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like, I oh, mean, he's Zemo now. There's that, but like, you know, there's, you know, in the comics, the traditional comic villain, but now like, you know, his point is not invalid either. No, in no. That, you know, superpowered beings are the cause of the problem. 
not everybody is Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers was right. one in a million. Which is like the the show is point. Yeah. And it's you know that the the metaphorical weight of that shield like you know when I saw what Sam was doing I'm like I I get it. You know and just the like the and we've discussed numerous times on the show how easy it is to get me to start crying at the right thing. Like his, his speech in that last episode was like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm a black man wearing the red, white, and blue. My only superpower is my belief. We can do better. When he said those three words, I just like lost it. Cause how many times have I said that to you? Sure. How many times have I, you know, posted, you know, after something bad has happened, Granted, it hasn't been a lot this past year because I felt it's been more important to listen than speak. Mm. But something that is so essentially central to the core of who I am as a person is the belief that we, as a people, as a species, not just a country, but a species, are created with the potential for such greatness. And we can do better. And it's when we stop believing in that is when the bad guys start winning. And when he said that, like, I just like, I was like, you're, you're cap. <laughs> you're cap. Like you were cap before this, but you're, you're cap now. You're cap now. Yeah. And I'll have words with anyone who says otherwise. No, he's cap now. Yeah. I found that speech to be a little overwrought. It could have scaled back a little bit, but it, it had, it had to be big earnest. Yeah. You know, it had, I guess it had to be that. So, I was watching it and I was kind of like, it kept going. I'm like, oh no, they're, they're going. There you go. He's going yeah. to keep, keep on going. I mean, <laughs> that's that's his moment of being injected with the super soldier serum. That's the moment that makes him Captain America. Yeah. It's not like everything that led up to it, the shield throwing and the fighting. No, and no, no, no. That's, that's not. That's what makes him Captain America. Right, right. Like you saw pointed out so much in, in memes and whatnot the parallels between how Steve Rogers would introduce himself in the films and how John Walker introduced himself in the show. John Walker was always like, hi, I'm Captain America. John Walker got lost in the icon, whereas Steve Rogers constantly struggled to suppress the icon and just be the man. Mm -hmm. He's always said, I'm Steve Rogers. He never introduced himself as Captain America. I don't even think you ever heard him say that throughout any of the films. He was always first and foremost, Steve Rogers. As and Groot knows. As Groot knows. <laughs> yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> oh man. So brilliant scene. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and like, I'm, I'm hopeful that the films are, not like the comic books and things don't revert back to status quo. Um, I am not opposed to seeing Steve Rogers reappear at some point. I don't want him ever to pick up the shield again. I think the shield, the shield days are behind him. Yeah. I I think, I don't know, but I, I feel confident. I think at this point you've given it to Sam. Don't steal his thunder. Yeah. Like let the man ride. Yeah. And you know, there, there was multiple journeys throughout the series, and, like, obviously we're talking about Sam's journey, 
Bucky's journey. Yeah. My heart broke for Bucky throughout the show so many times. If for anything like that line in the therapist's office in the first episode, you know, I've gone from war to war to fight to fight my entire life. I had a little bit of peace in Wakanda. And I just started all over again. Dude, my heart breaks for him. Because, like, this is a guy who's known nothing but war and fighting for the majority of his life. And most of that against his will, you know? Yeah. Um, I I could have used a little more Bucky in this show, actually. I thought, you know, he almost kind of got picked down to second fiddle a little bit. Um, I like Bucky. What can I say? You know, yeah. they, they, they did, they, they done good with him in the, in the MCU. Um, he had a good arc and, uh, the the, the the that that hook with him killing that kid when as as a winter soldier and then yeah. trying to, and then the reveal later that he's trying to make amends and he can't bring himself to tell the kid's father who he's befriended yeah. that he killed his kid until well spoilers until the, the end until the very end yeah um yeah that's heavy stuff um curious to see where we go from here um I guess overall I wasn't as entertained I shouldn't say that I, I it was I liked it right yeah. But I didn't like it as much as I liked WandaVision. I, I think because WandaVision was so... First off, we didn't know what to expect from WandaVision. Yeah. And even not knowing what to expect going into it, what we got was so radically different yeah. than anything we could have possibly anticipated. And because WandaVision led... I mean, obviously what I was talking about before, a lot of like theorizing and whatnot. And as much as that got out of control, and as much as I'm you know done with it... It was, you know, we were doing it ourselves and it was fun to do for a little while. And that was, you know, part of the fun of the show. Um, I think that's kind of what maybe why it was a little more entertaining than Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think of the two, um, I, I like Falcon and Winter Soldier more hmm. just cause like some of the moments hit with me more than which is funny because like i can't as as a as a white man i can't relate to what the black experience in america is i can't i can't speak with any authority or input on that at all um but i can speak to trauma i've experienced trauma multiple traumas um as so many of us had so I can probably relate to uh, Scarlet Witch as a show better, but the the hopefulness of Falcon and Winter Soldier ultimately lands lands better with me. So I'm also bummed out about two things. What's that? One, they killed my boy Batrock. His tisk. Did they kill Batrock? Sharon shot him. Did you see? Pretty sure he's dead. Did you see a bullet in his head? I mean, uh, this isn't the Netflix Daredevil series, so no. (laughs) Um, But but I think he's dead. He'll get better. I I hope so because I was that was a pleasant surprise to see him again in the show. I was like, oh, they brought him back from bed. They brought back Batrock. So GSP is back. All right, good for him. One of the things that was always kind of people mentioned here and there. Um, especially with, with this show and 
you know, like you said, you pointed this out, just because something isn't announced doesn't mean it's not being made. Mm. Um, the possibility of a Thunderbolts. That's been talked down by a lot of people. Um, but let's be pause on that for a second. Yep. The, the other thing I didn't like, they're doing Sharon dirty and I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not for it. I you don't, don't like the heel turn. No, not a fan of the heel yeah, turn. Sometimes you got to change a character around. Uh, She's one of those characters where that's cap squeeze, man. Probably, yeah, that's cap squeeze in the comics. That, in, hey, in the I, films, I read the comics, sir. <laughs> in the films that squeeze is just awkward. It, it given where cap ends up. It, yeah. I, I mean, I know that, but yeah. still you, you could, do right by her at least but i mean there's nothing to say she is not a triple agent oh gosh yeah that's yeah. that's true very well um, could be or 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 don't discount one of the shows coming up is secret invasion there you go yeah she could be a scroll an evil scroll not a rep not a, not a good scroll like we saw in captain yeah, marvel possibly so. um anyway so yeah thunderbolts interesting i, I don't think it's gonna happen I don't think it's going to happen either. I think something like that they probably announce earlier, but they they could tease it just for some funsies. Sure. If you're putting together a MCU Thunderbolts team, Mm. you've got some easy ones. Assuming he's still alive, Batrock, Baron Zemo. But who are are they going to be? The neat thing about the, the neat thing about the Thunderbolts is like they have alter egos that are, doppelganger versions yeah, you of probably don't do you probably don't do that version of it. oh well, you probably do more the what they became later on i mean still got thunderbolt ross out there he he and right. baron zemo's philosophies are not completely unaligned that's that's tr- that's true now here's where i start to here's where the, the the fan theories have to rub up against a little bit a little bit of reality yeah William Hurt, not a young man. No. If you're doing this, you better be shooting it soon. <laughs> I'm not saying he's like, you know, in, yeah, he's in, not in, like, he's not like, he's not on his death bed or no, anything. But if you're going to ask me to accept him in some kind of action hero no, role, it wouldn't be in, he wouldn't be like, he'd be the, the Red Hulk. Yeah, no. I don't, I don't want the Red no, Hulk to no, show up. No, no, in, no, in no, 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 not the Red Hulk. He, okay. would, he would be the one calling the shots. All right. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't need this. I don't, I don't, I don't need it. It could be, it could be an interesting vehicle for introducing some lesser villains that, albeit fun, that haven't been able to make their way into, I don't, I'm not saying we need it either. I'm just having some fun with, yeah. if, you had to, if you had to cobble a team together. You know, the Thunderbolts are low on my on my list of teams. I'd rather see villain teams even in the in the MCU. I know. Let's let's get let let let's make the Sinister Six like, thing happen, please. Like we, and I don't mean the ones I don't no I don't mean Sony's castoffs. I mean the ones that they already yeah. tease that we like, like in the in 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 Welcome Home, Welcome Home, Far from Far from Home. No, no Homecoming. Homecoming. That's Homecoming. the one when we had Michael Keaton, who we like. Yes, and we had. Uh, Scorpion, who we like. Did, we had Matt Gargan. We Fair. did not have Scorpion. But 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 but, Scorpion but we like him. Never part of the Sinister Six. Doesn't matter. If he's a Spider-Man <laughs> villain in the MCU, we'll take it. Shocker was there. Not not Sinister Six material, but he was there. Mysterio still fair game. Mysterio was still. Well, I mean, is he, everything is an illusion. Everything is an illusion. So there you go. So I mean, 
more of that, less of a Thunderbolts. Eh, whatever. It was a, it was a, it was cool. It was a cool gimmick when they made the big reveal in the first series. And after, after that, it's like, oh, eh, Thunderbolts. Okay, Thunderbolts are on. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't know. Zemo, Patrock. And plus, what's Zemo doing? Like he he doesn't want to. He he's got his own Gets agenda. Jail. He'll get some magic. He Zemo is showing that like he can, he can, he can play, play a nice different tune. He has to while okay. he has to, as long as he hits a nightclub before the, the they uh, exactly. they do anything. But, I mean, do more of that. Please do more of that. Yeah, just like if if they come out and say we're doing Thunderbolt series, are you not going to watch it? I mean, come well, on. Of course, I'll watch it, but you know, it's gonna be fun. It'll be fun. Um. We'll see. We're, we can throw Keaton in there. He's still alive. I I know. They get, get moving. Yeah. Um. All good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. We'll see what what, what they have what they have coming up. Uh. Yeah. That. So yeah. They're gonna have a new cat movie with Sam Wilson. Yep. Cool. Here for it. Um. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm I'm Black Widow's actually coming out. Yes. For realsies. You go in theaters for that one? I don't know. <laughs> I think we're no. kind of waiting to see what the uh, the numbers are and whatnot. I mean, the numbers are good, but yeah, numbers but, but, are good. But things are also opening up fast and no, no pun intended. <laughs> fast and furious. <laughs> I swear uh, I didn't make. The, I swear I didn't. I, I, I don't care about that franchise at all. Less so now with John Cena's involvement. I've um, my life a quarter pandemic at a time. Um. So we'll see how when things are now open and going, you know, buck wild. Yeah. If the numbers stay cool through the summer. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, yeah. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Fun times. Oh, this felt good. Yeah, we're this, back. We're this back. felt good. We're back in proper podcast form, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. If ever you would like to reach out to us, send me a top five list topic. Send us a question. Send us something you want us to talk about on the show. Just drop a line and say hi. You can find us at the following social media locations. You can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, that being said, any closing thoughts? Welcome back to the realm of the living here, and yeah, uh, yeah I'm uh, I'm gonna get some sleep actually. <laughs> in the uh, knock on wood, in the immortal words of in the immortal words of Kramer, giddy up. <laughs> right, that's right. All right, folks, courts adjourned.